0: Welcome to Do It For The Gram, an Enneagram podcast with your host, certified Enneagram coach, Milton Stewart. I'd like to start this episode off thanking the many listeners I have. The show is growing. The show is growing. And it's amazing to see all the people who are reaching out to me over Instagram and having wonderful conversations about the Enneagram. So thank you so much to all of those listeners and anyone else. You can definitely reach me on Instagram, okay? But here At Do It For The Gram, we don't do it for Instagram, we do it for the Enneagram. We make moves to improve our lives and the lives of others in our community. Today, we continue our new series on cultivating healthy relationships with each Enneagram type. Each type tends to have a pattern that can be detrimental to fostering healthy relationships. We are talking about all relationships, but mainly adult relationships. That means your spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend, friends, and your crazy family members. Intro music, let's get it. Today, we're going to dive into the type one, Enneagram type one. Throughout this episode, I will throw in a few quotes directly that Enneagram type ones need to hear. So listen closely. So the Enneagram type one, they're in the body, somatic, anger, control center of intelligence. The archetype is perfectionist. At its root, perfectionism isn't really about a deep love for being meticulous. It's about fear. Fear of making a mistake. Fear of disappointing others. Fear of failure. Fear of success. By Michael Law. Creating Space for Ones. Improvement, Organization, Details. Creating space for ones requires their partner to recognize their need to want to improve things. Organized stuff and their attention to fine details. All of those things are very important to ones. They want to be respected for their hard work and dedication. Ones also need someone to support them for who they are and not what they do. Remember, ones have the strongest inner critic of any type. That is why. That is why ones can seem so rigid and sometimes uptight because in their mind, it is a relentless critic telling them constantly what is wrong with others, objects, processes, and themselves. It is a battle that if you are not a one, you may not fully grasp. They need someone who will not take it overly personal when they spew out judgmental comments or phrases. They need a person who can be patient and ask them, why does this bother you? Or you believe that it's not right. Sometimes there is an underlying problem that is from the past that is that has not been addressed, but manifests itself into trying to control other things in life. People in relationships with ones have to be able to see through it, because many times the one means well, but being a somatic body intelligence type They have physical pain and unrest when they feel something is not done, in quotations, right. Ones can be so hard on themselves, so they need someone to help them love themselves. Ones at the core want to be good. Ones do not need someone who just appeases them for being good or perfect. They need someone who can show them how much they are loved unconditionally. The love is not based on good things they do or being a good person, but it's based on the intricacies they bring to the relationship. And that includes the faults, problems, issues, and baggage that ones have as well. Creating space for ones allows them to not carry such a heavy weight and burden of trying to be perfect in order to have value. They need a person they can confide in and communicate those mistakes they make in life. Does your workplace stink because the culture sucks? Are you tired of tolerating people and wish you could all work together cohesively? Does the mere idea of going into work give you anxiety? If you said yes to any one of these, you should probably quit your job. But since you're not gonna quit your job, you should contact Kaizen Careers. At Kaizen Careers, we are all about improving workplace performance. We use a unique tool called the Enneagram. The Enneagram helps individuals and organizations become more self-aware. That self-awareness lends into helping organizations with communication, conflict management, and leadership development. Ultimately, turning self-awareness into self-mastery and creating healthy workplace cultures so you can improve your services and bottom lines. Contact Kaizen Careers at dot com or Milton at KaizenCareers.com or give us a call at 901-334-1644. How to Speak Their Language. Communication. Ones are very precise with their word choice and language. Whereas a seven, like me, talks before and while thinking it all the way through. The one usually has measured their response and words carefully before speaking. They want efficiency, so they want to say it correctly the first time. When speaking to a one, it is much appreciated if you know exactly what you want to say and the purpose. Being thoughtful and polite goes a long way with ones as well. Make sure you get to the point also. Speak from your heart when speaking to ones because it helps lower their inner critic stronghold. Being accurate in detail also helps. Try to stay away from judgy type words when you're talking about them. Also, be aware when the nonverbal posture is not matching their words. This could mean they are irritated and trying not to show it. You can ask, is there something bothering you? your nonverbal seem a little tense. If they say yes, great. Then you can discuss what that is. If they say no, you can simply reply, "Okay. If there is something that is bothering you, you can definitely tell me and that's all right." And then move forward and with whatever that you are already doing before. Ones may tell you later if it was something that was actually bothering them. Good vibes. These are types that typically and usually vibe well with ones. Surprise, surprise, sevens are good vibes for ones in relationships. Not exactly in the work environment, but in outside of the work environment, relationships are really good with sevens and ones. Sevens and ones. Sevens help ones not take everything so serious in life and bring out a playful side to them. If you're looking at an Enneagram symbol, you will see that Seven and one share a direct line to each other. So ones have the ability to get some of the joy, some of the excitement that a seven has and partake it as a trait upon themselves. Because if you know any one, when they get into a playful mode or they let loose a little bit, they're very comical. They have tons of jokes for days and days on end. And so allowing them to do that, sevens invite ones to come and play. Fives are also good vibes for ones because they can vibe over details and being organized and having information correct and processes correct and needed in order to complete steps and to knock things out and accomplish goals. Hopefully you have found some value in this podcast episode. You can help to keep this podcast going by supporting us on Patreon.com. Patreon.com is a site where you can support content providers, Podcasts are free to listeners, but not free for creators. It actually costs money and definitely time to produce consistent and weekly podcasts. I podcast because I want to reach people and change our community through the Enneagram. If you want to help in that by supporting me, you can go to patreon.com forward slash do it for the gram. That is p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash do it for the gram. Sandpaper types. Types that they can struggle with control types tend to have issues with other control types especially ones ones and eights can be a mixed bag of microaggression and major aggression ones and ones can also be sandpaper types because there are two people who feel strongly that things should be done a certain way and when those two ways do not agree then they disagree very sharply Ones can also have a sandpaper type with nines, especially in the workplace. Because sometimes in the workplace, nines can seem as if they're asleep to doing their work. And they're just like, I'm going to do what I need to do. I'm not necessarily searching for all this extra stuff that's out here to do. Whereas a one, wants things constantly done, there's always something to do. I need to knock out everything. And you should be doing the same thing, looking for more things to do. Because there's always something to do. So those can be sandpaper types for the Enneagram type one. Avoid. Things to avoid with the Enneagram type one. Avoid control with ones, but more than anything, avoid heavy abrasive criticism of ones. They are already battling their inner critic. So when people they care about criticize them harshly, it can really negatively impact them. Avoid critical feedback in public as well to ones. Conflict. Handling conflict with the Enneagram One. Many times the conflict with ones will come from them because they will be trying to correct something you do or don't do and they have a tendency to let people know generally pretty quickly, usually. Remember, ones have a strong internal sense of what is right and wrong for them and others. This can be tricky. And in a relationship with ones, you have to be careful. Try to avoid using words like right and wrong in conflict communication. Those can be trigger words for the one. Ones want and try hard to be right. So when you go all accusatory on them, it may not yield favorable results. A better way to speak to a one is to speak to them from a very personal place from your heart and ask questions about the behavior that they're doing that you disagree with. When you are addressing an issue or a fault with the one, please do it behind closed doors or not in the public eye because ones already wrestle with perfectionism. So being called out in public is like being crucified almost and they will not respond favorably at all. If you've made it this far and have not already taken the Enneagram test, here are a few that I trust. You can always go to kaizencareers.com forward slash Enneagram and scroll to the bottom for the quick two-question test based off of the Russ and Rizzo's quick test. The second one I trust is Eclectic Energies. It's another free test that has about 30 or so questions and can be pretty accurate depending how self-aware you are. The next one I trust is the Enneagram Institute. For a more thorough test that will give you possibly your top three types, you can go to EnneagramInstitute.com and the tester has a minimum cost but it's pretty accurate. Last but not least, I trust the Integrative 9 test. This can be found at Integrative9.com This test is one of the most expensive tests but I believe it to be the most accurate and gives a ton of information based on your type. It includes personal life, but really shines on how your type performs professionally. At their best. Enneagram Ones at their best in relationships. Ones can balance their affinity for perfection and life's imperfections. They are defenders of what is right and how to treat people. They are extremely thoughtful and servant oriented. They notice the small things people need and help people out of the goodness of their heart. They show love by actions and are able to communicate from their heart able to accept imperfections from themselves and others without it frustrating them very deeply ones develop unconditional love for themselves and realize they are more than the sum of doing everything perfectly they recognize the importance of the word grace at their worst at their worst enneagram ones are judgmental overly critic, non-adaptive, microaggressive, controlling, vengeful, self-righteous, obsessive, and passive-aggressive. At their worst, ones have physical signs of extreme frustration and anger. Usually, it's in their face. They aren't listening to any feedback from people because they know that they are right about it all. Face it, as much as you like to be You're not perfect. Mistakes will be made in your career and life. Instead of fearing mistakes, remind yourself that there's plenty to learn from them. If nothing else, you'll learn that a mistake doesn't mean the end of the world. In fact, it may be the beginning of a new one. Another quote from Michael Law. Entrepreneurship is a fun word, but a tough journey. If you are on the entrepreneurial path and need some help along the way, tune in to Hot Butter Business Podcast, where four entrepreneurs who met through a program called Co-Starters decided after the program to start a podcast that each used their unique skills talents and businesses to unite in this podcast in order to give their audience a look into the mind of an entrepreneur. So subscribe to Hot Butter Business Podcast and walk with these four aspiring entrepreneurs on their journey. This podcast also features me and you can see a full range of my Enneagram personality as I interact with other entrepreneurs. Tips and tricks for healthy relationships. This area is going to be from Susan Stabil's book, The Path Between Us, because she does a wonderful job at the end of each chapter talking about things that you can do, you can't do, and things you'll need to accept. So here are some of those things. You can be gracious when other people don't do things the way you think they should be done. So this is going to be something that's a little tough for Enneagram ones because you definitely want things to be done a certain way because something inside of you is saying that there's a certain way and a right way to do things, but you can be very gracious to other people and show them forgiveness and grace uh, when they don't do things the way that you feel that they should be done. That's part of you caring deeply about that person um, in the relationship. And especially for Enneagram 1 parents, being gracious that your child may not do things the exact the exact way you want them to. And that's okay. You can make every effort to leave everything better than you found it. Though, you can't do it alone. So, the beautiful part about Enneagram Type 1s is that you want to improve everything around you. And that's a beautiful thing when it's in check and when it's healthy. But you have to remember, you're not an island. You're not on this planet alone. And so, there takes other people to help you improve a lot of these things. And a lot of times, it's not going to be exactly the way you want it, but we're talking about improving. And so, we're talking about getting better. Not getting perfect, but getting better and moving things ahead in life and in this world. A reminder, a reminder, Gandhi was an Enneagram one, Nelson Mandela was an Enneagram one. We're talking about people who moved and changed this world, but they understood that it took more than just them in order to do something that was truly going to move the needle to improve our world. And they knew that they had to involve other people to move us forward. But you can't. But you can't have inner peace if you continue to commit to an ever-rising set of internal standards for yourself. You will never achieve that peace once you continuously give in to those internal standards for yourself because you will continuously chase like something you can never get. It's almost like if you've ever seen the one of the, the, the dog or whatever animal they have and they strap on this long um, stick to his back and over his head it has like a carrot or some type of toy that they like or or food and they're constantly chasing it but they're never getting to it. And so for my Enneagram ones, achieving that inner peace, you're going to have to learn how to combat that inner critic some and relax And remember that you don't always have to engage when your inner critic is telling you something is wrong. You have to do something about it, okay? But you can't accurately measure your own goodness and value based on the constant chatter of your inner critic. So this is similar to the one above. And so there's constantly, a lot of times, a comparison going on. And so if you are measuring yourself Based on what your inner critic says, you're always going to be off because that is not what other people perceive in you or see you as. And so, getting out of your own head and your own inner critic and talking with other people and the people who know you and love you and actually listening to them is going to be very important for you really understanding and getting an accurate measure of your value, worth, and your goodness, and how you look to other people. Because you have to remember, we see the world in different ways. And a lot of times, it's skewed, especially from our own perspective. Next, but you can't expect other Enneagram numbers to achieve perfection as you define it. This isn't just a matter of preference. It is how they see. And it's not going to change no matter what you do or say. So people can improve, processes can improve, but we also have to remember that for the Enneagram 1, your thought of perfection of how a certain person should be doing a certain thing or how they should respond and all of this, it's not always going to meet your standard of what you consider to be perfect. And it never will because they see the world and they Experience the world different from you. So it's going to be very tough if you believe that they can achieve perfection the way you define it. Some people, most people are not necessarily trying to get perfection. They're just trying to get by or just trying to accomplish the purpose, which is not bad either. So you'll need to accept your way is not the only right way. What? Yep, it's true. So with the metaphor that there's many ways to skin a cat, which by the way, I am not for animal cruelty in any way, but it just applies here perfectly. A lot of times there's many different right ways to accomplish a certain purpose. And so the way that you want it doesn't mean it's the only right way to do it. It is simply a different way of doing it that another person may do. And guess what? It may not be as efficient either, I will be honest with you, but it may work for them better and it may work for that system better and it may not, but it may just be their way of doing something just different from yours. So you will need to accept that some things, perhaps many things, are good enough. So a lot of times ones will fixate over the smallest details. Anybody else would read their paper. Anybody else would look at whatever artwork they've done or anything they made, and they'd be like, oh, yeah, that's good. That's great, matter of fact. And the one can still be fixated and be like, no, it's not, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. Something's not right. I don't know the quality of it. Or like a one told me, I, I don't think it's cohesive enough. They'll find some type of way to say, mm, I just don't think that that pursuit of perfection is there yet type of deal. And so for ones, and I tell ones this, Most of the time, the work that you have done or put into whatever that you're doing, nine times out of 10 is 95% better than most people would do because you have fixated and knocked out all the fine details. I guarantee you what you have will accomplish the purpose that you're trying to get across. I promise it will get there and it will be amazing. So you have to remember the purpose is greater than perfection. So, you'll need to accept that. You need to stop working so you and others can rest. In your grand ones, you can be workaholics. Remember, your life is not always caught up in the work you do. Your value should not equate to how much work you do, it should equate to the person you are outside of that, the genuine person you are. Not necessarily the things that you do, but who you generally are separate from all the many things that you do. So you'll need to accept you are good, really good, just as you are. And that's why it's super important for when you're in a relationship that you have someone who loves you for your faults, for your issues, for your problems, because yes, you have them just like everyone else. And though you have a sense of perfectionism and you want to be a perfectionist in things that you do you have to remember that that's not going to be attainable that you're going to keep going and keep going and you're going to miss out on the very important things in life because you're fixated on procrastinating for perfection and you're going to be fixated and you're going to be stuck in a loop And you're not going to be able to move forward and really help the people and really accomplish the things and really love the people that you really want to. And so you have to work on not getting stuck there. So there's one last quote, and I think it's really good, and it's by Anna Quidlin. And it says, The thing that is really hard and really amazing is giving up on being perfect and beginning to work on becoming yourself. So when you're trying to become perfect, the inner critic is telling you things, but a lot of times this is what you've learned from the world. You're trying to be perfect for the world. Somebody else's idea of perfection that you've grown up with and partly that that inner critic that's telling you, you need to do this, you need to do that. And a lot of times it's grabbed it from different parts of your past. And so you're trying to live up to all these other standards that were created outside of yourself that was created by all these different places and some are good don't get me wrong some are good some help you and have really moved you into a place where you're doing really good for people and you're serving and you're helping but you know that a lot of it has really ruined some relationships it has internally made you devalue yourself and persecute yourself to the extent where it is not healthy at all. And so what you have to remember is that you cannot continuously seek for being perfect. You have to seek for being your best self and who you really are. So finding who you really are beneath and beside all of this perfectionism is gonna be a huge step and a major move for Enneagram ones. So that's all I have today for Do It For The Gram and Enneagram Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Please hit that subscribe button. Please hit that subscribe button so you get the latest and greatest uh, updates. You can also contact me at Do It For The Gram Podcast on Instagram. Remember, I contact anyone. I will talk to anyone who wants to talk on there. Also, remember, my business, um, Kaizen Careers, does coaching and consulting. I also do Enneagram coaching one-on-one. If that is something you're looking for, you can go to my website, kaizencareers.com. And I also do it for organizations. So if you feel your organization needs um, an Enneagram consultant to come through and um, do some workshops or do some deep diving, please let me know. Reach out at kaizencareers.com. And you can also reach me at Milton at kaizencareers.com. Also, don't forget to revisit the website. We got the blog going on and we got some good posts there from Enneagram 8, Enneagram 9 posts coming up, just like what it feels like to be in their skin. So you can go there and that's do it for Podcast.com. If you subscribe, there's a free Enneagram gift for you. Um, so you can go ahead and subscribe there as well. And it'd be great because you'll have the connections and the things and all the new stuff that's coming out um, and just stuff about the Enneagram. All right. So Besides that, I think that's all I have on my brain right now for this episode. Um, Just once again, thank you so much to all the followers and people who reached out to me. I am so humbled and blessed that um, I am actually making a difference and I'm actually helping people and that people are listening and people are thanking me. And I thank you so much. So um before I leave, the last thing is... Just remember Enneagram 1s when you want to make everything perfect in the world and something's bothering you and you're looking at people and like, why they can't do that right? And your, your judgmental inner critic is going crazy. Just remember, do it for the gram. The Enneagram, of course. I'll see you next time on our next episode. Bye.